0: Welcome to the Million Vegan Grandmothers podcast. And I have Marikita Solis. Is that, did I pronounce that properly, your last name? Solis. Solis. Yes. With Empower Vegan uh, Coaching. Yeah. And so she's going to talk to us a little bit about the energetics behind empowerment you know what does that look like when we get together and we really empower ourselves and the difference between empowerment and coping you know i've been i've been doing a lot of work with that lately and what is the difference between resourcing fully resourcing all the resources that are out there that maybe we don't even know about but we can start to bring into our essence and just coping It's a way that we have managed for a long time and it might work, but it doesn't actually empower us. So take it away, Marikita. Take it away and tell us a little bit about the million vegan, how the million vegan grandmothers can step up and and really empower each other. Because one of the things I was talking uh, about on my last podcast was that a lot of people my age and older are looking for retirement. They're looking for retirement. They're looking for a community to play golf in and have drinks at night and with other retired people. And, you know, I look in their eyes and their eyes are getting a little dimmer. You know, it's, it's like the purpose of their life has, has shifted into something that um, is about filling time. And I don't know, us wise elders have a lot to offer the world. So go ahead. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you, Tammy, for having me on here. I'm excited. I'm excited about your project and how you're changing the world and bringing people together, for one thing. And it's so important that we do come together because together we're strong. When we get stuck in that feeling of aloneness, it's really detrimental to our health and we can't move forward. So I love what you're saying about people retiring. Because I think about the blue zones and the people that are living the longest are not retiring. They're living for a passion, right? They're 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 taking their passion and keep going with it, right? They're not relaxing. And so this is not, not nothing against anybody that relax on, relaxes on the golf course, but there's more to it than that. There's a mission, and these are the people that are living the longest. So it's incredible that, so when I I ask people a lot, when they tell me about retirement, I say, well, how, how are you enjoying it? And I do see that. Yes. Well, I'm, I'll go to the golf course every day or, you know, and then I come here to have a drink with my friends exactly is what someone told me the other day. (laughs) I was stopped by the American Legion to meet a friend of mine. And, and it was funny, but Those people are there every night and they're doing their thing. And I I love those people and I love them, right? I love that community. However, I don't want to be like that. I I don't ever want to retire because living my mission is what is empowering me. Stepping up for others is what empowers me in my life. And empowerment, well, I think... To be empowered, we have to start with ourselves. We have to love ourselves and every cell in the body. And and that comes from accepting who we are, healing our wounds, and looking at ourselves with love, switching from this judgment place of judgment to a place of compassion, place of that little inner child that was working so hard, struggling so much, and maybe didn't have the resources or skills that, like me... This wise fifty-five-year-old woman has now, so I can give compassion to that little girl who didn't have a voice and didn't know what her mission was and didn't want to retire just so she could just say, "Well, I finally completed that part of my life." So, I think empowerment really starts, definitely starts with yourself. You have got to empower yourself first. We can't look at it on, on something on the outside. There's many resources, yes, that we can we can access, but it starts with forgiving ourselves, looking at ourselves with compassion and seeing how much we've learned and accepting that failures are part of life. And thank goodness we failed so we can be stronger. And looking back at the 55 years that I've had, how many times did I fail How many times did I fall down to get where I am today? And I'm still standing and celebrating that. We forget to celebrate ourselves. And that's so important when it comes to empowerment. A lot of times we're like, we're living in that lack. And that is not empowering. We can't create. We can't heal when we're judgmental. And we're feeling like a victim and being a victim is not empowered so allowing ourselves to look at the lessons and the choices we made with kindness and interest. I wonder why um, I made that poor choice that didn't serve me. And I wonder what a different choice might have been that would have been better for my life. And now I can take action to make a better choice. I and mean, this, this is what empowerment is. That, that's the definition that I have about empowerment. It, it's all in here.
0: Yeah, menting in the power. And, you know, I love what you said because I'm actually in the process of doing some really deep inner child work right now. I, one of the greatest gifts we have is the relationship and I'm in a relationship that um, I care very much about. And so, you know, he's he's got his little child that comes out to play once in a while and I have mine and it's very curious. I really like to bring it to the curiosity and like the deepest loving mother you know the mother of us all that deep mother that goes oh sweetie you know what's going on for you right now like are you tired or like you know do you need some food do you need a hug do you need to just go for a walk in the trees and and you know if we can treat our little child like that that comes out and doesn't align quite right with the spiritual being that we think we are. And we're a little bit sharp with our words. Can we love that piece home too? You know, can we love those pieces? And that is menting in the power because we've given our child their power back. We're not shaming them. We're not telling them that what they're doing isn't okay. We're listening. We're deeply listening. And that's what we're doing as wise grandmothers you know that's the one gift that I have with my grandchildren I can deeply listen I can listen beyond their behavior I can listen beyond their words and I can feel their little soul and their little beautiful essence and I can invite them either with distraction which is can be really healthy it's like hey this isn't working I'm going to go out in the forest and go for a walk you know and then let things either naturally just dissipate because we don't always have to try to talk it through or sometimes it's literally holding space for that being which I really love because if we can bring all everything that feels a bit sticky I like to call it sticky it's just something sticking it's not flowing if we can bring a little bit of curiosity into that stickiness then we can pay attention. And that's where you talk about Marikita that that's when we become great, helping other people feel empowered isn't through hey, you know, not all of us are the Tony Robbins of the world. Hey, let's get it going everybody, you know, I love Tony Robbins, by the way, (laughs) Um, some of us are quiet reflective um, people who like to call people home that way. So it's all. It's all amazing as long as we keep our heart open and we release judgment. And that is where the word empowerment and vegan and coaching go together for you. Because how I see it is that to be a whole food, like a healthy vegan, organic, veganic, you know, eating from the earth and then empowerment because you're empowering the whole world that way humans and earth and animals you know and then you have this kind of reverence that allows you to have reverence for all life including ourselves including ourselves yeah and then we can coach ourselves and once we do that really successfully we can coach others and even while we're doing it successfully with ourselves we're coaching others you know there was the book I read when I became a social worker many years ago called the wounded healer, and it was about how much, as long as we're paying close attention, we're giving deep attention to our sticky parts, our parts that come up to the skin to be healed, then we have access to that other part, that other part that is so empowered and so knows what we need. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. When, like when you're bringing the two parts together, and that's one thing that I really work with them uh, or many parts together, right? The many parts of us, when we can bring that older, wiser version of us now to heal that little child to say, Hey, like you're saying, I hear you. I honor your feelings they are beautiful. Maybe you're confused and maybe you're scared and and maybe something didn't go right. And my heart is with you. You tried. You did the best you could. And that's such a beautiful gift when we can when we can send love to that little part of us that's hurting so badly. It's 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 an honor and, and it's so empowering. So I love what you're saying, Tammy.
0: Well, and I'm working with a beautiful somatic coach right now. Her name is Robin. And and she said, and also. Does that child know who you are now? So it's also just going in and saying, hi there. Yeah, I I, I see you. But it's also bringing that child, upgrading that child to who we are now, letting that child know who we are now. So they don't have to respond out of that place. That's true empowerment. It's like, hey, yeah, that's how you coped and i'm i'm coming here to take care of you i'm also upgrading you to a place to say this is who i am now look at i got it i'm i'm strong i'm empowered i'm i'm love i'm caring and and i know i have a voice so you don't have to yell so
1: loud <laughs> yes that's beautiful definitely and that's celebrating right look how far that that I've come, and and that little one helped you get there, you know, it's beautiful, and honoring them, again, bringing all these parts together, and and with love, because, well, once we accept that we're perfectly imperfect, then we don't have to keep, so many of us are stuck in this perfectionism, and it's a really sad way to live, so...
0: Well, one of the things I think about a lot with this working with the children now is empowering the children, you know, as the million vegan grandmothers, empowering the young people. And I see so many empowered young people. I was just had the honor of interviewing Chelsea Davis and Serena Farr. And they are so empowered. They had the first ever vegan Earth Day March. And You know, young women that are saying, you know, we're going to teach, we're going to go to universities, we're going to go to schools, we're going to travel, we're going to send letters. And these are the children that are growing up now. We also, you know, as not quite being in a vegan world yet, we also need to empower children to know that they don't have to desensitize. That's a really big one for me. So when I have conversations, even with my own grandchildren, um, and they go, oh, Oma, well, we didn't we didn't eat the fish, we let it go after. And I said, Oh, yeah, but oh, that must have hurt their mouth to have that hook in its mouth, you know, and I'm not criticizing or putting down what's going on in their family unit. Because their parents love them very much. But I'm saying it still must have hurt. I want to empower them not to become desensitized because I think that if we become desensitized, whether we're told, whether we're shamed out of it that, you know, to just stop whining or whether we're told this is okay, it's okay to fight, it's okay to hurt on some level by parents that don't really know that's what they're doing to their children because they've been desensitized. So for me, empowerment is empowering the children to have a voice, and to make choices when they don't even know that they have choices to say you know what it's okay it's okay whatever feelings you have are okay yeah
1: that's beautiful and and get, you're giving them the option to think differently than other people like when you're presenting it like as as wondering or or just the other side of it with such gentleness. It's not insulting or judging. It's just an awareness, a gentle awareness. And yes, we've got to keep these children what they already have. We've got to keep them in that space of compassion that they're naturally born with, of love. And, 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 and you think about children, they are so empowered think about that two-year-old that falls down and gets up no matter what they don't stop they get up they fall down they get up they get up and they're finally walking and that's true self-empowerment and if we could only be like that and believe in ourselves not not let anything stop us like that little two-year-old it's they're beautiful examples
0: always well, reminded me of a neighbor who came for a massage therapy treatment the other day with me. and she was talking about how her daughter learned how to ride a bike that weekend this last weekend. And she said, with her son, she was always holding on to the back of the bike and and you know, pushing him and hold balancing it for him while she ran and he fell a lot. Her daughter said, no, I will do it. And she would manage one or two, you know, cycles of pedal and then she would have to put her foot down but she didn't end up falling and she said no I will figure this balance thing out on my own and how they were so different in their ways of needing needing help and I think about that if no one's going to hold on to the back of our bike and we have to find our balance I mean it's great to have both it's great to have somebody on the back of our bike giving us a hand we might fall more though but what if we just Say, you know what, I'm going to keep balancing this out. I'm going to keep figuring it out. And I'm going to go forward until I'm just riding like there's no tomorrow. I kind of see that as an analogy for empowerment.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. And just that childlike innocence and unstoppability, right? That That's beautiful. And in the ways that that all children are different and, and tackling things, some, some might need a little bit more help, just like, well... Just like when we talk to people and they might not understand us and we get so angry, but everyone's different. That's uh, like just all little children are different, the ways we learn and the ways we relate to people and to have that compassion for all. So it's beautiful. It's really beautiful when we can come from a place of compassion because then we can really live our mission because of all the anger and all the frustration, these get these things get in the way of whatever mission we're we're trying to accomplish when our minds get so boggled down with it or that that we're not doing it right, the lack, right? That we're in that lack mindset. Oh well I failed. And then that takes us away from that empowerment. And so like those little children did never went into that lack mindset when they fell off the bike or whatever happened in their in their experience. They didn't go to the lack and sit there and say no they just kept moving forward. And so that's beautiful.
0: It reminds me of a a book that my partner and I are writing right now called grief mapping. And, you know, uh, there was a lot of loss in my life over the last few years and and many people have had a lot of loss, but one of the big losses was a child, my child, one of my children and um, my adult son. And I remember, you know, Having this dream where he came to me in a dream, and he he had such reverence for me uh, at the end of his life. We we found this really incredible um, movement into a really divine presence. He had a near death experience before he died. His heart had stopped, and it changed him. And he had nine more months. And he said, he came to me in this dream, and he said, "Mom, you know you can." It was it was all telephic, but he was there. 16 days after he died, and he said, Mom, you can do anything. And I started writing a thesis I hadn't finished yet. And then I started writing a book. And then I started writing another book. And, and I turned that grief into creative action. And I, I think that's what you're saying. You know, when you fall and you're kind of like a little bit discouraged, uh, whether you know you're falling off a bike or you're falling from grace, or whether you're falling from a relationship, or whether you're falling from a career. whether you're just falling in your mind space that it's just too hard you know when we can turn it into creative action we can feel that shock it's like oh my gosh it feels like everything's going wrong so these five stages of grief instead of denial shock it's like oh man look at look at the state we're in here And then we go to empathy, we just empathize with that little girl and, and the higher self, and then we go into creative action, we take an action, that's going to move us beyond that, that limited thought form, and also the stuckness, you know, instead of going into depression, and rumination, and anger, you know, and then we move into love and care. So we love and care ourselves through it, but we continue taking creative action. And then we move into different pathways to heal. And we develop whole new synapses. We develop these whole new synapses of, of being. It's like, oh my goodness, like I decided that I wanted to start working out every morning and I didn't know where I was going to fit it in. And I have a sauna every morning. So I brought my kettlebell into the sauna and I do a 20 minute workout every morning in my sauna. I've been doing it for three months because I managed to multitask that into my life. And instead of the i don't have time it's like how can i fit something in and not lose my relaxation time you may call it relaxation i call it connecting time like where i can connect in my yoga and my and my breath work so for for me for certain empowerment is taking creative action feeling the felt sense shock or surprise or disappointment and saying I'm sorry. Like I empathize. It's This is hard. And what action can I take that's creative and love-filled that's going to move me out of this feeling of doom and gloom, of, of overwhelm, right? And that's where empowerment comes in because we all need to get to a place where we know our lives matter. Our time matters. Our lives matter. And we have this this precious spark of divine in all of us that only we can give the world. You know, some of my, my friends who are Jewish, they learned that growing up. That, that it's, they have this little spark of God in them that only they can give the world. There's no other version of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. We we all are so unique and we all are here and it's a blessing. And and we are a blessing. We all we all have our own exactly like you're saying, our own contribution and, and never diminish that. I mean, I see people doing that all the time and and they're like they're blinded to how beautiful they are and it's so sad. And and that's one thing in coaching that like coaches or other, not just coaching, but other people can see, you know, that that I can see how beautiful you are. So let me show you, let me celebrate your beauty. Let me celebrate you, the distinctiveness of you and what a divine gift you are to this universe so that you're able to see it too. And yeah, so my heart goes out to those that are not seeing it and Just asking them to take five minutes to send themselves love in a quiet space. I mean, it all starts with love and self-compassion and understanding. Like you're saying, it's beautiful when we can do that because it's really terrible. I lived terribly hating myself for years and I finally had to turn it around. I couldn't live like that anymore. So I finally had to find a new way. And so my heart really goes out to those that are struggling.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's 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 been a challenging um, time to be on the planet, but it's also the most empowering. I believe that we're in the greatest awakening on planet Earth. I, I believe that deeply, and so I guess maybe we can play around with this question a little bit, maybe as our last question and in, in in empowerment today, is you turned it around for yourself? So you have so much compassion for other people, and just by being a person that has found deep self-love. You're able to turn your whole life around. So studying with Dr. Gabriel Cousins, he says the number one thing for healing is self-love because without that, we're not going to be able to make the changes we need. So you have found the self-love. You've made the changes you need to be able to be an empowered person. You you eat plant-based, whole food, plant-based, vegan. You promote this in all of your in all of your empowerment coaching and just by living this you've changed the world just by living empowered an empowered vegan life you change the world just by living it but then it also works like osmosis everyone you come in contact with so you have this deep reverence for people that have not cared for themselves for many years and you are bringing that forth so what does that look like in the world marikita Tell me what you do to empower people and what some of the changes that you see.
1: Well, I think what I do is I mean, go very gently with people to see what, what are these beliefs that are holding them back, right? And, and seeing what the greater belief is under there and, and a belief that's coming from a place of love and not a place of judgment. And just unraveling in this mystery of who they are, and where did they? Who is saying that belief? Is it that little ten-year-old girl that thinks that she has to do all the work, and she's so tired, and so, so destitute, and so sad? You know, who's saying this belief that you're not, that she's not enough, right? And, and then me sharing my belief in that little girl that she's more than enough. she is a gift to this universe her contribution is magnificent and so needed and her voice is so needed so working with my clients in that aspect really healing these wounds and looking at the greater story about how beautiful they are and how much their essence is needed in this world and to shine brightly because we need your shine the earth needs your healing because most people I work with are very passionate about the earth, but they don't have that same passion for themselves. So learning how to take the passion they have and direct it towards themselves. And so they become a better advocate for themselves and the planet and for the animals.
0: Yes, thank you. Yeah, and and we need to move into thriving from surviving for sure, you know. Yes. Thank you. And thank you for being that shiny example. And where can people find you?
1: Well, I have a Facebook group, group Empowered Vegans Voices of Strength for Mother Earth. and um, MarikitaSelise.com is my webpage. You can go there and, and or DM me on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. We have weekly live streams. So empowered vegans live stream show which is great Tammy you were just on it (laughs) so definitely go check that out and catch our wonderful conversation we have a lot to learn from each other so thank you so much for this Tammy
0: oh thank you and it reminds me of this one line in this song that I used to listen to when I was doing a lot of work with my inner child I started doing a lot of art many years ago with a little girl sitting under a tree or lying in a hand tree with some with some beautiful uh you know words and i think of this one line from this song if you could see what i see you'd catch your breath for sure yeah yeah thank you very much marakita namaste
1: vegan thank you everybody for watching